This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura, precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit Acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakito and Bob Weeks. And good morning, golf fans across the country. It's time for Golf Talk Canada once again. Mark Sakino is on the road. Weeks here in studio with you. And uh, we have a jam-packed show. We'll get to Mark in just a half a second here. But we have a jam-packed show. Uh, all sorts of stuff coming up. All sorts of news happening. Um, we're going to talk to Craig Lockery of uh, Golf Canada about the new World Handicap System. Ian Fraser from Tour Extreme Golf. TXG Golf. We'll be talking to him. Winners, weird and what. And, of course, the uh, Toronto Star Golf and Travel Show is on. We're going to give away a pair of tickets. you got to uh, head out there today or tomorrow. Lots of stuff happening out at the International Centre, but lots of stuff happening down at PGA Tour headquarters, which is where we find our pal Mark Zacchino. And Mark, um, I know you played the stadium course yesterday, so come on, give us the goods. What happened on 17? Bob, good morning. Uh, 17 was kind. I always seem to find the centre of the green and, and, and two-putt and get out of there. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't wow. understand the big deal, but they're all complaining about <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Well, it's uh, but, uh, it's nice to have you on the show here, and um, uh, and it's nice to know that uh, at some point you are going to come back to the studio, right? Yes, I uh, again thank you, <laughs> gentlemen, for carrying the workload, carrying the football early in this uh, new season of Golf Talk Canada Radio. My travel schedule is just insane, but then I will hand the baton to you, sir, because when I start to calm down in a few weeks, in the middle of March. That's when the Bob Weeks gun goes off. So <laughs> then you get to do it. So. <laughs> That's it. That's it. We're a good tag team here, and uh, things are uh, things are going smoothly. So don't worry. In your absence, we're looking after you here at Golf Talk Canada. And glad to have you on the phone, obviously, to talk about the opinions and talk about uh, what's going on uh, in the golf world. And there is uh, lots of stuff to talk about. So let's get to some news and headlines. News and Headlines is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Premier golf in a perfect natural setting close to home. Limited memberships are still available for 2018. Don't be shut out. Visit cedarbraygolf.com today. All right, uh, off the top, uh, I guess the breaking news is uh, not so much breaking, but the biggest news of this week has been the revelation that Jack sort of let slip. Uh, about the golf ball and and uh, the governing bodies looking like they're going to try and do something to roll it back. Uh, the distance debate continues. And, and Mark, were you um, surprised at all about this news? I, I'm, and, you know, it's bizarre, Bob. And I'll get to it a little bit more in, in my winner's weird of what this week. But uh, generally speaking, just off the top, in terms of surprise, well, how long have they been talking about this? Why now? Uh, I'm not a huge fan of rolling the ball back. I'm a big fan of putting a ceiling on it, very similar to how they handled the driver scenario, which I'm sure you remember when we were talking about COR and mm-hmm. and, and they put a limit on spring effect in the face of the driver. They didn't roll it back. They didn't say, okay, you know, we're going back to, to driver uh, uh, spring effect from 99, et cetera, like what Nicholas is suggesting to, to maybe roll it back to 90s distance and the number being thrown around is 20%. Uh, how do you feel about that? I would not. I tell you one thing. I don't want to see it go any further. That is for sure. I like a limit, but I don't know about a roll back. What do you think? You know, it's tough because if you roll back the golf ball, then it it certainly brings the PGA Tour and professional golfers into line. But at the same time, think about guys like you and me. Uh, not so much you, because you hit the ball pretty far. But if you're d- dropping it back twenty percent or whatever it is, now all of a sudden my drives are going 175. And, and now, you know, like I think you're, you're, you're fixing something that's a problem for 1% of the people who are playing golf. And unless you're going to go to a bifurcation where you're going to have two different rules, I don't know, this is, this is an awkward situation. I think the golf ball is only one piece of the puzzle out there. There's a lot more going on that's causing this distance debate. I agree a thousand percent. It's not just the golf ball. It's the golf ball, modern golf ball being married with the technology and fitting skills we have now to find optimum launch angles, spin conditions. It's all this stuff being married together. 
And, and I agree with you 100%. And that was going to be my next question to you. Like, Bob, does this, does this mean we are now headed to bifurcation? Because how do, you, how do you ask the guy who hits at 220 yards, 215 yards, 230 yards, that he's now going to lose 20%? How do you ask that player to do it when you're trying to grow the game, make it more accessible, make it fun, speed up play? Well, again, these are rules being made for 1% of the golf population in the world, and that's probably high 1%. Yeah, so, I agree. Uh, with, I'm with you 100% on this one. It's going to be weird uh, to watch this unfold and what route they go down. And I'm hoping you have a rant later on this, so uh, I'm not going to go too much more <laughs> into this. I know how you love Mike Davis. You and him are pals, so we'll, we'll find that out in Winner's Weird or what coming up in a few minutes. Uh, Lexi Thompson and another rules violation. How about that? That's unusual. No, not really. But uh, here's the situation. So Lexi's playing in the uh, in in Asia in the LPGA tournament over there. She hits her ball in the 15th hole, uh, and it's next to an advertising billboard. Was the way it was described. Now this billboard she could pull out, so she lifts the thing out, moves it um, to another part, obviously, and and she gets docked two shots because those billboards are not to be moved. They're temporary immovable objects, TIOs, and um, you're supposed to play around them. But I, I think if it's a temporary immovable object, it should be immovable, right? You can't move it. So so she gets she moves it. She can pull it out of the ground and gets it and play the shot where it lies, which I think should be the first course of, of action for any golfer, and she gets docked two shots. Boy, she, she seems to find a a way to get rules violations all the time, doesn't she? Well, the whole thing's a contradiction, right? The word temporary, as you outlined, should that not mean yeah. that this is not supposed to be there, right? Like, it's temporary. It's bizarre, Bob. It's kind of two weird things for me on this one. When you've been through as many rule violations as Lexi has in the last couple of years, you would think at this point it might change her mindset on how to deal with these things and she'd be scared to move without a rules official but that's not the case she goes ahead makes her own call does it ends up being the wrong call but the other part of this i got to applaud her because to me it was common sense she thought she was doing the right thing and you know as well as i do when you're out there following the pga tour around these guys are scared to move anymore so it doesn't matter what happens We've got a 10-minute delay, a 5-minute delay, while we got to wait for a rules official to come over in a cart to take a simple drop, right? That's, yeah. that's the new world of golf now. So, you know, it's a double-edged sword. You know, you, you kind of do the right thing to kind of just keep things moving and use common sense and try to apply common sense to the rules, and it backfires on her once again. <laughs> uh, interesting also, just as we're touching on that tournament, uh, Jessica Corda is, is way out in front of everybody else. She's playing just a short time after having jaw surgery. She's got 20 screws in her jaw, and apparently there's no pain, but she can't she can't feel her face. So um, I don't know if that's a that's a pretty harsh uh, thing to do. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, news this week that Beacon Hall once again is going to be the site of a U.S. Open qualifier, which is which again is pretty cool that the USGA is uh, bringing feels there's enough enough quality content up here and enough demand for it that they're going to have a U.S. Open qualifier. And the question, of course, that all of Golf Talk Canada listeners want to know, will Mark Sacchino enter? (laughs) I don't know, but I didn't even, you know what, I haven't even been thinking about this. I'm glad they're doing it again. Maybe, you know, I wanted to do it just for, like last year, the reason I, I wanted to do it was for the fun. So I could say, hey, you know, I went and did this the first time uh, it was ever in Canada. So it was kind of, that was the novelty to me. I never actually thought in a million years that I would actually be moving forward to another stage. Come on. So now, now that that novelty has gone, I don't know. We'll have to bring in Adam Scully. Do me a favor during Scully time later in the show. You've got to get Scully's opinion on the record. Cause you know, skulls was going to be the bag man. This yep. was a team effort. Skulls wants to do it. I'm in. So oh, there we have it. Uh, you know, and I'm hoping, you know, I don't know the date. Well, do they announce the date yet, Bob? I'm hoping they've pushed it back because you remember the weather. Yeah, last it was pretty year? awful. It was awful. Oh, my Lord. I was going through some severe back issues, and it was just like you just, I could not play golf in that weather. So I'm hoping. They've actually moved they it. They have moved it back. It's uh, next Thursday. Are you available? Perfect. <laughs> I think the golf course is going to play hard and fast, (laughs) as in icy and fast, maybe. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's good, though, that the USJ has done this. I mean, there was a full turnout last year. 
the the golf course is a good test obviously we know that it's always ranked up there in the in the score golf rankings and all the different rankings that come out so so good for the usga for doing that i uh, i applaud them for for having an uh, at least a qualifier up here yeah good for them it's a huge championship uh, obviously canadians were into it and i tell you beacon hall to me is one of the hardest tests we have it's it, it eats my lunch all the time and scores were not low last year at that old, at qualifier. Scores were high, so it, it proved to be a solid test. Yeah. Uh, listen, just before I, uh, before we take a break here, I just wanted to ask you: Did you did are, are you have you recovered from the mirror curl on ice that happened? The big curling story, you know. You know my curling side. I had to bring it up here. USA wins gold in curling. How about that? Yeah, like I was, I wanted to ask you about that, but I haven't had a chance to see you uh, or talk to you. So I was, uh, but I wanted to ask you because there was a buzz about that down here, which was, which was weird. Because, you know, obviously when we travel in the U.S., there's not a lot of curling talk, right? <laughs> no. And I thought I, you know, I thought I'd be taking some grief about our ladies losing the gold to Team USA in hockey. And instead, I've been getting the grief about the curling. How oh. Canada not win the gold, right? We didn't, we didn't win a medal either in men's, right. or, men's or women's. Yeah. We did in the mix, but still, the, the but but you're right. It's uh, I mean, I I was looking at comments from you know you know who's a big curling fan is uh, Jerry Fultz from the Golf Channel, huge yeah, curling super fan. Nice guy. We took him yeah. we took him curling when he was here. Mike Harris, Olympic silver medalist, and I took him uh, and Karen Stupples out to uh, curling uh, in Oakville, which is a year round facility when they were here for the. Um, LPJ event a few years ago and he's now a curling fan but there's the curlers are getting lots of attention from some of the golfers out there too I've noticed that on the on some of the Twitter feeds it's pretty interesting well it's a bizarre to have uh, people come, come up to you you know who know you're Canadian obviously here and I'm the only one on the team so you know everybody going hey how about that curling and I'm going okay never thought I'd have this <laughs> All right. Uh, well, uh, I hope you can get sur- survived all the curling beat up that you're getting down there, Mark, and uh, it is good. Um, we're going to check back in with you a little bit later for Winners Weird and What. We've got a couple of good uh, interviews coming up. Craig Lockery from Golf Canada is going to be here. Some changes to the handicapping system, how you record, what you're allowed to record, uh, when you can record it, and how you're going to get your handicap. So we're going to check in with him uh, after this break, and then we'll catch up with Mark just a little bit later in the show. Mark, hang on. We'll be back to you soon. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and TwistFace Technology. Experience straight distance from TwistFace, only in the new 2018 M3 and M4 drivers. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. This week, there was some interesting news coming out of the uh, governing bodies side of things, not the golf ball being rolled back, although we, we hear rumors that that might be happening, but uh, that there's a new world handicap system, and that seems like a, um, a big term, a, a, something that, that might, people might be having a little bit of trouble grasping exactly what it's all about. So that's why we've gone to the experts, and we have Craig Lockery from uh, Golf Canada here to, to help us. Uh, Craig, welcome, and just give us in a nutshell the overview of what exactly is going on here and what a new world handicap system means for the average golfer out there. Sure. So, you know, there's been uh, traditionally across the globe, there's there's been six different systems, that, you know, and uh, other systems that have been custom made, you know, and, and so the RNA and the USGA got together a few years ago and, and talked about forming this, you know, shouldn't we have, we have one set of rules for the game, shouldn't we have one, you know, universal handicap system? And, and so that's kind of the background of where this came from. <clears throat> and it was also a good opportunity for us to look at all the various handicap systems and even our own system that we use here in Canada and, and which is USGA based and, and maybe just give it some upgrades and, and a, a fresh uptake. And, you know, so, so that's kind of the background and, and what does it mean for, you know, the average golfer here, you know, the handicap system, the nature of it and the reason that it's relevant will not change. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
you know, it's a, it's a measure of one's own potential playing ability so that, you know, Bob can tell how, relatively speaking, how good his game was uh, on any particular day and, and also can be used for competitions. So so tell us what's new about it then. I mean, I've got a handicap and I put my scores in when I play uh, at my course. Um, but what, what, what are the changes that are going to come into effect? Yeah, I'll hit the highlights. So some of the things that, um, you know, one of the main things that changed, uh, you know, globally was that handicap, what we call handicap revision. So when your handicap would actually change will now change with every score that you post. And, and that's actually something that we've done here in Canada for decades. So uh, the, the rest of the world, that's something that the rest of the world will be ad- adopting. So, so no change there for us here in Canada. But in terms of, you know, the maximum handicap, so here in Canada it used to be 36.4 for, for men and 40.4 for women. We're actually increasing that to 54 um, and, and the reason for that is to be to be much more inclusive, and that was one of our, you know, s- staples was that we, we wanted to make the system a little more accessible, a little more flexible, uh, a little bit easier to understand, and, and so that, that was one that we thought, you know, could work, and we did some, some early testing to see, you know, if there was still integrity for those that would carry handicaps of 54 um, and, and that's kind of the threshold of, of where the limit uh, we, we ended up at. Um, <clears throat> one of the other things is that we'll, now you, you will be able to obtain a handicap with just playing three 18-hole rounds or any equivalent uh, nine-hole rounds, uh, whereas before we wouldn't be able to issue a handicap to a new golfer in, until they played at least five 18-hole rounds or equivalent. Um, the, the ESC or equitable stroke, stroke control for those that are you know, privy to the handicap system, that's actually going to change. That's something that we changed back in 2012 here in Canada. But, but you know, going to a global system, uh, there's going to be one standard, and, and that's what we call net double bogey. Um, those, are, those are kind of the highlights. There's, you know, one small change that will be happening in, you know, in, in an average-based system, which is what we use here, where we take your low 10 of your most recent 20. Uh, currently, we're actually going to reduce that to eight of your – most recent 20 scores. Wow. Okay. So, so some significant changes. Although it sounds like like Canada may have been ahead of the curve on quite a few of them already. But that, that, yeah, that's correct, Bob. Okay. So, so but it, what what it also it seems to me to say is that if I go to play in Australia or or Bhutan or uh, Fiji or or down the road here at another golf course, it's all going to be one system, one and the same. It it is, and that was one of the things that that was always hard to to explain or to swallow and and you know as you know we have you know such good roots uh you know to in the uk a, a lot of travel and and there was no currency converter there was no handicap converter so um this will definitely solve for that where a handicap across the globe is going to be the equivalent uh anywhere else so so that we can set up you know some some neat fun games and when, when does this all go into effect this, this season is it now in effect it it's not there's a couple other things that we need to work on in in january 2019 we're going to be looking at getting our educational materials out um so there's a few things that we need to do behind the curtains so to speak and and that will be to be unveiled january 1st 2020 so that's kind of when we're going to flip the switch okay because i was hoping i could get i could use my 54 handicap next time i play as a keno and get me <laughs> get maybe 20 aside well, yeah <laughs> He, he can really golf his ball, that kid. <laughs> he can. Uh, Craig, listen, thanks very much. This is kind of exciting news, and I know uh, not everybody has a handicap, but maybe this will encourage a few more people to get in there and uh, start recording their scores. It's uh, it's not that difficult to do, and it uh, it is a good, as you say, a good measure of uh, of how you're playing and uh, lets you play against some some uh, some pals and some friends, uh, put some games into play. So uh, looks like a good good move by uh, the governing bodies. We, we think we're excited about it, obviously. We don't see any reason or, or, or any can't think of any reason why that this is bad for the game. So it, it's one of those things that, that we're actually very excited about introducing to the world. That's Craig Lockery from uh, Golf Canada, and uh, there's more ahead on Golf Talk Canada. When we come back, we'll talk to Ian Fraser from Tour Extreme Golf. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by... 
tailor-made and twist-face technology. Experience straight distance from twist-face only in the new 2018 M3 and M4 drivers. Visit tailormade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by Moto Caddy and Stewart Golf Dream Machines, the Canadian market leader in electric walking golf trolleys. Sold in over 30 countries around the world, they offer the widest selection of golf trolleys for players of all ages, abilities, and budgets. For more information, visit jpsmgolf.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. This is uh, the last show in February. We're getting closer to golf season, getting closer. March around the corner. We'll get into that, um, hopefully. But if you're uh, getting the itch to try and maybe improve on your game before the uh, snow melts, and, well, I guess most of the snow is melted, but uh, before the golf season starts anyway, a good place to test that out might be uh, TXG, Tour Extreme Golf, and... Uh, joining us from that facility is Ian Fraser. Ian, good morning. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Doing well. Now, TXG, for some people, might not be uh, on the radar. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so we're a custom club fitting company, Bob. So we um independent club fitters. So, you know, we represent all the brands. We have everyone, you know, that you would expect to see in-house, Ping, TaylorMade, Callaway, and a few other more niche brands like PXG, Mura, Epon, that type of thing. So we're we're you know, the solution for people who really want to dial in their equipment. So tell me, what what's the best way, what would I do? Just come up there with my gear right now and then you sort of give me a baseline of what I've got right now and you can show me improvements? Is that how it works? Yeah, that's exactly it. So we just, we encourage everyone regardless, you know, of, of kind of whether you're in the mindset to get clubs or just at least come in for an analysis session and check your own clubs out, see how they're performing. Then you can take that data away from it with you and, and obviously just see where the red flags are in the bag. And, you know, this is the perfect time of year to do it because you want to know where you know, there's room for improvement for the season to try and lower that handicap. Yeah, most definitely. And it, and people have the itch to swing, so I'm sure you can swing up there and oh, get things 100%. going. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's been fantastic, actually, Bob. This winter we've run a winter membership program, so we've got... 46 members that come in, um, you know, throughout the week, which keeps us busy. And it's great to have some people around the place. And uh, they're all itching to, because they've been seeing the new gear coming in over the last couple of weeks. Obviously, after the PGA show, all the new stuff kind of floods into us. So we're, we're itching to get going as well. What's what's the biggest um, thing that gets changed when you, when you see most people? Is it, is it something to do with the shaft more than anything else? And, and if it is, that's probably something that, people overlook a little bit when they're making a choice on new clubs, isn't it? Yeah, without a doubt. I think, you know, well, the selection of shafts uh, that we have is, is obviously a little bit uh, a little bit more extensive than some other places. So we've got 352 custom shafts. <laughs> obviously, you know, there's only a certain amount of those that are, are going to be, um, you know, useful, depending on the player's speed and swing characteristics. But the other thing is I think people just don't know the specs that they need to, to play their golf clubs at. So even if it's just lofts and lies, length, shaft, weight, all that sort of stuff, the basics, people get that wrong too often, you know? Yeah, it makes sense. Now, you, I understand there's something called super speed training system that you guys are <laughs> offering, and you're going to get me three to five more miles an hour in, uh, in 12 weeks or less. Sounds, sounds like the old uh, Joe Weider, you know, fitness thing. You can put muscles on me or something. What, what, <laughs> explain that to me. It's quite an amazing thing. I mean, it's uh, it's really caught fire uh, over the last probably year or so on the PJ Tour as well. But so it's a it's a it's a three uh, club weighted training system. So there's a 12 week sort of uh, protocol that goes with it. And by the end of that 12 weeks, I, I've seen people pick up. To be honest, I saw a guy the other night in one session pick up 10 miles an hour club speed in 10 minutes on wow. his driver just because he he basically started to free himself up and swing quicker. So, um, so it's it's an incredible thing. I mean, Mickelson, uh, I saw, has been using it, and, and they said he's picked up about three miles in our club head speed. Now he's at the premium level, so you know his window to improve isn't as high as some of the the customers we see. But three miles an hour to him is a lot at his age. Wow, I would say that's huge for anybody, really. If you can pick 100%. up, hundred percent. Yeah, and that I mean, obviously that's translating into more distance, uh, and and makes the game a little easier if you're hitting it further, doesn't it? 
Without a doubt. And, and you know, honestly, Bob, the, the thing I see is people get afraid of swinging quicker because they think they're going to miss hit it, they're going to be less consistent. I actually see the opposite happen. People start hitting it way more solid. They're way less conscious of their movements, and, and it just frees them up to swing a little more naturally. Well, uh, I'm in. <laughs> tell, uh, tell us where you're located and how we can get there. Yep, so we've got two locations. We've got one out in Burlington, and we have uh, which is on QEW and Guelph Line. Um, and then we are our main flagship store is up in North York, so it's up at Leslie and York Mills. Okay. So that that's our three bay location, putter studio, wedge fitting area. That's our, our kind of main store. Well, it's the perfect time with the cold weather. You can't go out and play golf, so why not get yourself set up for when you can play golf? Uh, Ian Fraser is is guaranteeing us thirty more miles an hour on our, <laughs> our golf swing. You know, it's, it's funny you should say that. You know, I'm actually just about to start a campaign, Bob, called hashtag I gain thirty. I literally believe everyone can gain thirty yards through. Uh, super speed golf and a, and, a, and a club fitting with our driver. Well, it sounds like something uh, something worthwhile to uh, to put in if you want to improve your golf game. Ian, thanks for joining us uh, today, and uh, and the best of luck down the line. Thanks so much, Bob. Talk to you soon. Take care. Cheers. That's Ian Fraser from TXG Golf, and when we come back, it's the much ballyhooed, the much anticipated winners, weird and what, and Mark Sakino will join us after this on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Moto Caddy and Stewart Golf Dream Machines, the Canadian market leader in electric walking golf trolleys. Sold in over 30 countries around the world, they offer the widest selection of golf trolleys for players of all ages, abilities, and budgets. For more information, visit jpsmgolf.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, and it is time to bring Mark Zacchino back in. He is... uh putting on the sunscreen down in Florida and Ponte Vedra, where he is recovering from around at the stadium course. And um, Mark, uh, I know you said you made it onto the, onto the land at 17, but you didn't give us kind of like your overview of the golf, of the golf uh, round yesterday. How did you do? Uh, I, you know what? I love this golf course, Bob. We were, you know, we were in the PG tour radio meetings all morning and uh, they took us on a little, you know, tour of, of where there's going to be our new PG Tour Entertainment Facility and, and where the new head office is going and that kind of stuff. And but then in the afternoon they brought us out to play the stadium course, which was a blast. And uh, I, I had a great time. And I, I was I always played the course well. I was I was two over par. Shot 74. Had a few mistakes out there, but I had a high. My highlight of the day was I got the eagle 11. I hit wow. I hit my set. Yeah. On 11, I had 228 yards in on 11, and I hit it to two feet. And it was, uh, you know, so that's 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 the shot. Hopefully, you take home with you, right? That's I'm gonna I'm gonna change. I'm gonna make you my winner. I think that's what I'm gonna do here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Mark. Uh, it is time for winners, weird and what. And my friend, you have the tea. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, Bob, my winner this week, PGA National. You know, I went, you know, it's like one of those stories, uh, or those jokes. It feels like an old one-liner from Roddy Dangerfield. I went to PGA National and the U.S. Open broke out. It's unbelievable uh, how this golf course, under just a normal setup, this is not, you know, they did not grow eight-inch rough. The USGA did not come in and, you know, make this thing a monster. This is just PGA National Champion course as it lies on a daily basis. And we've got the lead at three under par with two players that, you know, have never won on tour before. So we don't really know where that number is going to be come the end of today on moving day. That There's a possibility, especially depending on what the forecast for the winds are down there on PGA National, there's a chance that the lead after today is one or two under the way this tournament's going, which it sounds like a major when you talk like that. The fact that five over par makes the cut, uh, you know, Tiger Woods in there at one over, only four off the lead. It, 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 I love the fact that the golf course stands up like that. It's a solid test. 
And it's fun to see some different type of scores. We saw a great tournament last week at Riviera. It doesn't have to be 20 under par every week. Well done, PGA National. You know what? I'm just going to jump in. I'm just going to jump in real quick because yeah. I want to add one comment. You know how we're talking about this golf ball distance debate, which I know you're going to get into. This golf course is 7,100 yards. It shows you doesn't have to be really a monster to, to, uh, to be a good test. Well, thank you, Bob, because, you know, and this is a great segue to my weird because you're welcome. And we have had, <laughs> we have had this conversation a million times. Justin Rose won the U.S. Open at Marion at one over par, and that golf course was under seven thousand yards. So this fixation on distance drives me a little crazy. Uh, it, a lot of it has to do with setup, and a lot of it has to do with the, you know the, the demand on the p- precision of the golf shot, regardless of the length of that golf shot. We're seeing it this week at PGA National. We've seen it at Marion for the U.S. Open. Last year at Aaron Hills, they played almost 8,000 yards. It was ridiculous, 7,800 yards. And what, 15 or 16 under par got it done at Aaron Hills? So I, I don't know why they can't see this. Now, all that being said, I don't want to see it go any further than it cur- currently is. But Nicholas dining with Mike Davis, and you know, and now Mike Davis has said, you know, in the recent months, I think we're starting to see an issue with the golf ball. That might be the most outdated statement I have ever heard by an official at a governing body. We're starting to see an issue with the distance of the golf ball. It's 2018. We've had a distance issue with the golf ball for 18 years, you know, and it's just getting progressively worse. So. Again, I don't want to see a rollback, Bob. I don't feel good about a rollback. I think a rollback leads to bifurcation because you and I are not going to want to play with a golf ball where we give up 20% like Nicholas is suggesting. But I think it's time to say, that's it, guys. Here's the limit. It doesn't go any further from here. And let's get smarter with our course setups. And and this week at PGA National, perfect example. And finally, my what, because I'm not ranting enough already this morning. (laughs) This is what happens when I don't see you guys in person. I have to keep this all inside, and I only get it out once on a Saturday morning. The pavilion of hospitality stands at 16 and 17 at PGA National is all of a sudden starting to become a problem. It's a a drunken mess, and why is every week on the PGA Tour? Now, I don't want to say every week because, you know, Pebble Beach and Riviera was not like that. But too many weeks now on the PGA Tour – it's turning into the waste management. It's turning into a drunken mess. Uh, people not respecting the game, the etiquette of the game, the fan etiquette of the game. I saw it in the, uh, at the Sony Open when I was calling the Sony Open in Hawaii coming down the stretch. It was a mess there in the hospitality suites. Uh, many players getting thrown off on the 18th hole. They've got to figure this out, Bob. I know they want to make it fan-friendly. I know they want to encourage people to the golf course, but they can't keep going down this road or on a week-to-week basis, uh, it's just gonna it's just gonna become you know forecast five years from now, and we could have 25 tournaments that look like the Waste Management Phoenix Open. I don't think anybody wants that, Bob. I uh, all right, my friend. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was just say I agree 100. percent Maybe it's time to limit some of the beer sales uh, as we go later in the day or something like that. But anyway, I, I agree with you 100. percent all right, my friend, uh, I'm going to take the tee now. So, so what do I do, just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. So my winner this week is uh, Tiger Woods, and it's not for the way he's playing, although he is playing pretty good golf Uh this tournament, and I'm really happy, and I think a lot of people are really happy to see that he's sort of getting that driver worked out a little bit uh, ahead of uh, of Augusta National, because it would be nice to see him do a do something special before that. Uh, but it's for uh, an act he did on the morning of the pro am, and we know about that that terrible uh, gun shooting at uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Florida, which wasn't too far away from where they are playing, and uh, I guess um, one of the survivors of the of the of the shooting was at the tournament. And Joe LaCava, Woods' caddy, learned that uh, that he was there. This is Kevin Shanahan. 
brought him out onto the, the warm-up deck, onto the range, and uh, Tiger had a little meeting with him. And uh, the guy said that it was, it was really heartfelt. It was, did not feel like it was scripted. He said, I'm really, apparently Tiger told the young guy, I'm really sorry what you're going through, and, uh, and it really made him feel awesome. So a classy move by Tiger Woods, maybe something he wouldn't have done maybe seven or eight years ago, but uh, I'm really happy that Tiger took the time to kind of say goodbye to, or to say, say uh, you know, give his condolences to this young fella uh, on what he went through. A nice, classy move by Tiger Woods. Yeah, it is classic move, Bob, and also showing that you know he's he's maybe a little bit more engaged to the community now in, in Florida. Anyway, be that being his home, and I'm with you. He probably you know go back ten years ago. I don't see Tiger doing that. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think it's a nice move by by this by Tiger Woods. All right, my weird uh, takes us to um, the to a story of a golf instructor down in the U.S. who um, is free on three thousand dollar bond following his arrest this week after an altercation with his teenage son. Now, this is what happened. The golf pro, he's a, he's a pro at the Continental Country Club in the States. He arrived home Monday evening and got enraged with his son. He uh, apparently uh, got into a bit of a yelling match at him. The son went into his bedroom, and as his son was in the bedroom, he noticed that the, the cable to the wiring that connects the Internet was being pulled out from the wall on the other side by the father. And apparently they got into a bit of a tiff. They, uh, the father put the son in a wrist lock. He was able to break free. He ran back into his bedroom, but the, uh, the golf pro pushed open the door, pushed his son in the chest, knocking him onto the bed. The mother finally called 911, and uh, they had him arrested. And the reason, do you want to know why the reason why this all happened? Because yes. the dad was upset that the son didn't, didn't uh, unload the dishwasher. Well, you see, this is what happens when families watch wrestling together. This is broken out in the Zucchino household as well. So, well, I hope you don't pull the I hope you don't pull the cable for the internet out on uh, on your stepson there. I know that he would be very disappointed. But this golf pro, none, this golf pro, nonetheless, is uh, not going to be teaching this weekend. So, if you have a lesson with him, uh, you might. Uh, his name is Stephen Michael Resch. He was uh, he was arrested in Willow Park in Fruitland Park, Willow Circle in Fruitland Park. Florida. And apparently, and apparently, Bob, quite often he goes to the wrist lock as a training method. Yes. <laughs> I, know. I thought you might pick up on that. <laughs> My what is, uh, what a sad situation we have for uh, a guy whose course you just played, Mark, Pete Dye. Uh, it came out this week that Pete Dye is suffering from Alzheimer's disease and he is going through a rough stretch. He at times apparently can can um, knows what's going on and can can understand what's happening. And apparently, when he's on the golf course, he's in a really good shape. He uh, he loves golf. He can still sort of keep things going. But if you take as soon as he leaves the golf course, he might not know what course he played or who he played with. And uh, it looks like it's a, it's a sad situation for one of the real pioneers of golf course architecture in this world. A guy who kind of uh, took golf architecture and kind of turned it on its head a little bit. Didn't, didn't have great results or a great feeling when he first started out doing this. There was a lot of uh, rejection about it, but it's really people have come to respect and, and love his golf courses. So uh, sad time for Pete Dye. Bob, you took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, I'm a huge Pete Dye fan. And one of the few guys you can say was a visionary and ahead of his time. When, when his gems of, of his masterpieces, the stadium course in Sawgrass, Kiowa Island, Whistling Straits, even the stadium course out in PGA West, uh, where they used to play the old skins game in the 80s, the players, it's unfair, it's too tough, we can't play it. You know, he got beaten up. And now, fast forward to where we are now, those courses were ahead of their time, and now they're beloved. It's, it's sad, but... Uh, but what a career, and, and uh, man, has he built some some courses that will just stand the test of time. Exactly, exactly. All right, Mark, we're going to say goodbye to you. Uh, we'll talk to you next week, and um, happy traveling, happy motoring, wherever your travels take you to next. Right, if you find work, let us know where you are. I will be <laughs> calling the Mexico Championship WGC uh, event, so uh, I will be mobile once again, Bob. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Okay, uh, stay, stay safe, and we'll talk to you next week. When we come back after this break, we're going to talk to David Burgess, the president of the Golf Historical Society of Canada. 
This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Bob Weeks now joined by producer Adam Scully for our uh, final half hour here. And um, Adam... Um, it's not golf season yet, but it's getting closer. It's getting really close. Yeah. I, I was really optimistic when I went outside, I believe it was Tuesday night here, and I didn't have a winter jacket on. Yeah. It's 14 degrees. And you know why another indication of why it's close is because the uh, Toronto Star Golf and Travel yeah. Show is on. So that's always a good sign. It means we're getting closer, and there's lots of stuff happening out mm -hmm. at the International Center in uh, Toronto. Is that where it is? No. Congress Center? <laughs> I better figure that out. We'll figure that out. Uh, but uh, we want to give away a couple tickets to somebody who um, will uh, have a chance to to go out there. Now yep. it's obviously it's Saturday. It's Saturday afternoon, yep. so you're going to have to go out there probably either later today or Sunday. Mm -hmm. If you have a chance to go out, if you're planning on going out Sunday and you think you might want to go and grab these tickets, we're going to leave them for you at will call. Mm -hmm. Uh, but we have to give you a, a skill-testing question. So um, because we've got Dave Burgess from the Golf Historical Society coming up here in a moment, we're mm -hmm. going to ask you an historical, a historical golf question in Canada. We want to know who was the first Canadian to win a PGA Tour event. And if you know the answer to that, send it to me at at Bob Weeks TSN on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Send me your answer, and we will arrange to get you a couple tickets to uh, to go and see the uh, Toronto Star Golf and Travel Show. Mm -hmm. um, Exciting! It is. Are you uh, Are you going to make your way out there? Maybe. Uh, I'm going to do my best. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's It's a bit of a busy weekend uh, uh, for me, but I'm going to do. It's, it's a very. I've been before, and uh, it's always fun. I, I remember. I'll, I'll tell a quick story. I was I was there uh, six seven years ago, and I actually went with my sister, who is. Um, in my family, she, her, she, uh, my sister and my father are the more natural athletes, and um, she was walking around in these big heels, and she golfs if there's cold beer in a golf cart. <laughs> and, and so she walks up to one of the reps and says, hey, I'd like to try your driver, and they're sort of like, what? <laughs> Why? And so, and so, so they give her, and so everyone's sort of looking, so a bit of a crowd is swarming now around her, and with heels on, she just cracks the thing wow. right down the middle and doesn't react at all. Gives the driver back and Walk walks away. Perfect. I love it. It was one of the most proud moments. Uh, it is at the International Center, so you can go out there by the there airport. It's a, it's a good spot, mm -hmm. and there's lots of things to see, lots of clubs to test, yep. Uh, yep. and lots of people to uh, to go on and, and chat with. And one of those guys you could see is uh, Dave Burgess from the Golf Historical Society of Canada. And Mark had a chance to catch up with him a little earlier in the week. Toronto Golf Show around the corner, February 23rd to 25th, the International Center in Mississauga. And our next guest will be there promoting the treasures of the game, the history of the game, anything historical around the game that we love because he's the president of the Golf Historical Society of Canada, David Burgess, joining us now. David, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here on Golf Talk. You're welcome, Mark. I look forward to it. Thank you. Now, I'm familiar with your society because I had a blast playing in one of your events a few years ago at Scarborough Golf Club. and We, you know, we played with Hickory Shafted Golf Clubs and I got to meet a lot of your members and, and talk a little bit about your society and, and what you do, what you represent. But for our listeners, uh, as an introduction to the Golf Historical Society of Canada, uh, how, how would you introduce your organization, what it is you do, and, and, and why would you get engaged with your society? Okay, well, basically we're a group of like-minded people. We love golf, especially the golf of an earlier time. We love playing it in terms of, you know, playing with hickory-shafted golf clubs and uh, getting the feel of what it was like to play this great game like 100 years ago. We like learning about it, celebrating, uh, you know, 
the various occasions in terms of club histories. We've celebrated with Scarborough, for example, their 100th anniversary. The Barry Country Club, Lambton, we, we did a reenactment of a, an event that took place 100 years ago when three Brits took on the uh, uh, George Cumming and uh, Percy Barrett, who were the top Canadians at that time at Lambton. So that, that was really uh, like a lot of fun. Now, if some of our listeners are out there, because I know we have a lot of our listeners who just love the game, they're historians, etc. Your your society is open. People can, can, can go to your website, they can come to your events, they can uh, join the society and meet, and meet other people like them and get to compete in events. Yeah. And whether they be social or competitive around other like-minded historians of the game. So exactly. Yeah, we've got we run several tournaments each year. We we I guess we run about five. And if, if you go on our website, www.ghsc.ca, uh, anyone is as welcome to play in our tournaments. What we'll do is we have a uh, a collection of complete sets of Hickory clubs, which we will loan to a person free of charge so they get a feel for the game. Um, usually it's a scramble type event where uh, you know it's not highly competitive but we try to mix people relative to their handicaps etc. So they have a like a great uh, game and it's um, it, it really improves your ability to play golf with conventional clubs. Now, David, I know you're at the Toronto uh, Golf Show from February 23rd to 25th. I understand you have quite quite the large space, actually, for the Golf Historical Society of Canada's booth at the show. If people come out and see you, I know they can find out more information about the society and getting involved, if that's of interest to them. Will they be able to see some of this old equipment and some artifacts? Will you have stuff with you? Absolutely. We'll have, uh, we'll have a feather ball from 1850. We'll have... Uh but basically a transition of golf equipment dating far, as far back as the middle of the, the, the 19th century, which is kind of good because you'll find most of the exhibitors are going to be using state-of-the-art type equipment. So this will give you a, like a really good idea. Um, we'll have free appraisals. We'll have roaming ambassadors around the uh, uh, international center. So if, if people want to bring in artifacts that they would like some historical significance or get an idea of value, we'll provide that free of charge. February 23rd to 25th, International Center, Mississauga. If you want information right now on the Golf Historical Society of Canada, go to ghsc.ca. That's ghsc.ca. If you want to find out more about their association, you go visit them at the golf show. You have artifacts you want to learn about. You just want to see the history of the game. I suggest you check it out. I had a great time in your event and uh, really enjoyed myself. And, uh, David, thank you for taking the time to do this with us on Golf Talk Canada, and have a great show. You're very welcome, and thank you, and I look forward to seeing some of your uh, members or your your, uh, listeners there at the show, and uh, we'll help them out as much as we can. Thank you very much. And that is Dave Burgess along with uh, our Mark Sakino. Mark is uh, down at PGA Tour headquarters. Uh, I think he's... He's planning a coup to overtake Jay Monahan as the commissioner of the PGA Tour. We'll see if that works or not. Well, if he's ma- almost making albatross on eleven at <laughs> yeah. uh, TPC Sawgrass, holy! It's nice, uh, nice gig to get down there and be in the sun. But uh, he's going to pay for it later in the year when it's nice and sunny out here, and he has to come to work every morning. Yeah, but and speaking of Mark, I mean, if he's going to qualify for the U.S. Open, I mean, this Ooh. is this is his game is peaking. I, I like this. I like this. And he was mentioning earlier if I'd be interested. And I would be interested. You're gonna, so you're gonna be the caddy. I, I would love to. So last year, I actually scouted the golf course. Really? Because I, I, uh, I know Drew Smythe very well, who's yes. the uh, head pro there at Beacon. By scouted, do you mean you just went and played? <laughs> no, I did not play. <laughs> I actually rode in a golf cart with Drew and took notes on my phone. Wow! I did. I did exquisite notes. I felt bad for Mark because his back was just not in the right place. Um, but uh, if he wants to qualify again, Mark, I'm in. I've wow. been I've been working out a lot so I can get the tour bag ready. Uh, <laughs> put the bricks in it and it'll put, still be yeah, good. Put the bricks in it. I'll do some squats. Uh, hopefully Bushnell range finders are allowed. I don't know if that's... Uh, sort of, I'm not sure about that one. I'm yeah, not sure. That'd be an interesting... Uh, but uh, I'm more than interested and, and it'd be a cool little uh, thing for Golf Talk Canada too. All right. Well, uh, we are going to take a short break here, our last break. Before we come back, when we come back, we'll check in on the leaderboards around the world and let you know about uh, who's doing what and uh, maybe have a little talk on Tiger and how Mm -hmm. his performance is going on. That's coming up when we return on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. 
No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Bob Weeks in studio along with Adam Scully for Scully Time. Producer Adam Scully, the producer My favorite time of the week, i got to say. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mark Sacchino is down at uh, PJ Tour headquarters, and uh, we've given him the rest of the day off. Uh, he's going to... Put some sunscreen on and maybe go we'll play golf yeah, or something, right? Yeah. Nice well, guy. I mean, if nice he's job. shooting 74, I, I can't get over that. He shot 74 at the TPC Stadium course. I think he was playing from the forward tees. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we're going to have to make sure he records that in his handicap yes. under the new handicap system. That, no, well, that's that was not, an interesting interview. Not taking effect until a little bit later. Yes. But, uh, so there is some golf going on around the world. Let's uh, let's check in. Not, not a ton of it going on right now on the PGA Tour. They are playing at the Honda Classic. Luke List and Jamie Lovemark, uh, three under par is leading. That's not a low score. Three under par made the cut on the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the European mm-hmm. Tour, which we'll get into it shortly. Uh, Webb Simpson, Russell Henley, Rory Sabatini, and Tommy Fleetwood all a shot back and uh, chasing that group. Thomas Peters, Louis Ustazen, Louis Ustazen, Justin Thomas, Daniel Berger are at one under par. And those are the only guys who are, uh, who are under par. As for Canadians, uh, Mac Hughes, who had a sh- well, he was one shot off after the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, stumbled to a 75. Not really stumbled. Everybody stumbled yesterday. He shot 75. He's tied for 24th along with Corey Connors, who went 70-72. Ben Silverman missed the cut uh, with 78-77. Not the, good, not the best week for Ben, but he has been out there. I think that was his sixth week in a row. Yeah. So I think he might have been on a little bit of fumes. Something like that. So mm-hmm. uh, what's going on in the LPGA Tour? LPGA Tour, we have the Honda LPGA Thailand, where Jessica Cordes absolutely ripped up the first three rounds. 20 under par, a four-shot lead over Moria Jatanagarn. Brooke Henderson is T9 right now. She is nine shots off the pace, 67, 68, 70 thus far. Lexi Thompson also up there as well. She is in fifth place, seven shots off the pace. Uh, over in the European Tour, they are playing the Commercial Bank Qatar Masters and Eddie Pepperell and Oliver Fisher right now with the lead at 16 under par. That's through three rounds. They are uh, well ahead on the time zone. Uh, the American Sean Crocker is next at 14. Mm-hmm. And then there's a gaggle of players, including uh, Frenchman Gregory Havre at, uh, at 12 under par. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is the end of the Middle East swing, that tournament. So... They'll get back into um, under the main, I don't know, regular part of the, yeah. of the world for these guys more often than not. But it's a good swing when they get over there. There's lots of money and lots of good tournaments to play over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's back to the PGA Tour and and lots of focus on Tiger Woods, obviously, Tons. because I think through through the first 36, this is the best we've seen Tiger in his return now. Well, especially in given how difficult it is. Like 13 players under par through two rounds. As as Mark was saying earlier in the show, are we playing the U.S. Open or is this the Honda Classic? <laughs> it is It is incredibly windy. Uh, there have been, uh, there's been some criticism of the greens, um, how, how maybe they're not in the most outstanding of shape. Uh, they're very, definitely very firm. As Tiger was saying uh, post-round yesterday, it's just tough to make putts because it's so windy. Um, but his his ball striking has been significantly better. Uh, and and off the tee as well, I mean, he's been hitting a lot of uh, three-wood stingers where he's definitely a lot uh, more, I guess, more on top of the ball. Um, he did hit this tee shot yesterday on, on, on Friday on 10. Uh, 184 miles an hour of ball speed. 314 wow. yards of carry and 361 yards total. Yeah, that was cut the corner and it was a it was a real beauty and it was funny the shot technology thing that they had. Wasn't have. that cool? Wasn't that amazing? But it, it showed it was going into the rough. Yeah, and it just kept going in the air. <laughs> yeah, it, it kept flying and flying. It, it's pretty neat. Now, Tiger has had two doubles on his card this week, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. is interesting, mm-hmm. although I think a lot of people have. But uh, some stats, some interesting stats here for you. Uh, in terms of scrambling, he's ninth. He's uh, he's been getting up and down, uh, yeah. basically three out of every four times. Mm-hmm. Greens in regulation, ten the first day, eleven the second day. Putts per green in regulation, tied for twenty third, which is which is pretty darn good for him. And the key one for him, of course, is driving accuracy. 
Uh, he's hit 15 out of 28 fairways so far. But the ones he's missed, he's only had a couple that have been what I would call foul balls. Yep. There's yep. only been a few. Like he's been yep. missing fairways, you know, just into the rough, which is obviously with the wind mm-hmm. and the things that are going mm-hmm. on down there, it's not that uh, big of a of a mistake compared to. I mean, he's he's sort of in in line with what everybody else is doing. Yeah. That that um, that's got him at t55 in terms of, of the rest of the field and accuracy. And, and one thing that I, I noticed yesterday, his uh, at least on on one hole in particular, his discipline has uh, was excellent. He on uh, it was the 11th hole, uh, 455 yards. He had an iron off the tee just to get in position. Hit it in the rough. Uh, and he had somewhere around 200 yards into the hole. And instead of going for the green, he actually laid up. And uh, it was a, it looked a little puzzling at first, and, and he hit this wedge shot to 12 feet. But as Tiger does, <laughs> he buried it right in the middle, and we saw a vintage fist pump, which was, uh, which was very cool to see. I think there's a lot to be said for the way that Tiger is starting to think these last two rounds. Yeah. And that's, that's a big part of it. You know, we're, we're sort of focused on... Uh, the tech, the technical side, where he's swinging, how his body is, the rotation, the club head speed, um, numbers of fairways and things like that. But making making decisions uh, out on the golf course, under the gun, mm-hmm. when you're inside the ropes, I think is a big part. That takes probably just as much time to come back as it does for his golf swing. And I think yep. he's he's related that a couple of times in the interviews afterwards where, you know, Making bad choices is is something that you got to kind of uh, get out of your system, mm-hmm. and as you point out, this layup out of two hundred yards from the uh, from the rough, that just kind of shows I think that he's getting there. Well, and as as we spoke about last week after he missed the cut, um, you know his his you know he, he's not get he's not he wasn't on on uh, game speed in terms of you know on the course, but his mental game wasn't quite there, and and the more. Uh, game reps he gets, as he always likes to say, uh, the more comfortable he's going to get. But uh, he did, however, pump the brakes a little bit as as he said, whoa, 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 we got a long way to go here. we still got 36 holes. But I got to ask you, this afternoon, if he takes the lead, is Twitter going to break? <laughs> it might. Um, you know, <laughs> you know. I think uh, I think the odds desk at, uh, in Vegas oh, will probably goodness. blow up a little bit yeah. with people trying to scramble in to get their, yeah. their bets in before the odds go up. But yeah, I mean, obviously he's he's in a place right now where he's I mean he's in contention. He's mm-hmm. he's not that far back, and with the way the conditions are down there, it's obviously pretty tough. But there's a lot of good players. Oh, it's a great who are playing out there, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. and, and I mean Thomas Tommy Thomas Peters and Tommy Fleetwood, Louis Ustazen and Justin Thomas are all right there. Daniel Berger's there, um, mixed in with some of the other guys like Luke List and Jamie Lovemark, who are two guys that I think yeah. are are ready to blossom. When I yeah. watch them, I can't understand why they haven't played a little bit better, but uh-huh. who knows. But the 66 that Luke Lisp threw up yesterday in those conditions was out of this world. I mean, that's a great score. And he posted that really early, and he's a guy, he's sort of like a Gary Woodland type where he hits it an absolute mile, and he, you're just waiting for him to break through. Did you see Justin Thomas' scorecard yesterday? Yeah. It's... 17 pars <laughs> and a four-putt double bogey. Uh, <laughs> the four-putt was, was, was really wild. That was very strange. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was hoping that he would have put up 18 pars because in those conditions, 18 pars would have been just spectacular. And and, and he hit, hit his ball in some very unique places. He had a fan in the head and really? signed a glove for him. Yeah, yeah, he was hitting it all over the map, but he found a way to score. Uh, Mackenzie Hughes, the uh, one of the, well, I guess tied for low Canadian right now. Yep. He got off to a good start yesterday um, and then kind of stumbled yeah. around a little bit. And, and he was, he was obviously, he was three under par on the first round, when I listened to his post-round conference after the first round, it sounded like he was starting to trying to turn things around. He has made a cut this I year, know, know. which is shocking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually was stunned by that. I guess I hadn't been keeping an eye on it. I mean, I saw that he had missed a cut here and there, but but I didn't realize that he hasn't made a cut. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about a the, the changes he brought his. Uh, they have a new son. They brought him on right. on um, the tour uh, during the fall. Uh, swing yep. and he didn't get any sleep. He said, so he said that probably wasn't the smartest move. So I think they've made some adjustments there a little bit, and and he's also talking about the fact that he's just trying to stay patient. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy to do when you're a young player. Obviously, now he's got a year and a half or so left on his exemption, so he's got nothing to worry about. And I think getting that mentality in his head that he can just play golf because he's not changing his swing. Mm-hmm. He's staying with everything that he's got. He's not worrying about that. Um, but I think if he can translate things and and. Obviously, now he's playing on the weekend for the first time. This will be a good f- first step for him to kind of get back to uh, to form. Yeah, and and he's a guy. He's he's obviously incredibly mentally tough. He he, he went through some tougher times to, to just to get on the web tour, and then he obviously broke through to get on tour. Um, it, it's once he, now that he's in this great frame of mind, he's got a lot of great things happening for him personally. Uh, it'd be awesome to see him break through, and he obviously plays a lot of golf uh, in Florida, so it, you know. Um, 
yes, he shot 75 yesterday, but it, it, the conditions were absolutely uh, brutal out there. So let's hope that he can uh, he can grind up there. And there are a couple other Canadians who have a, a decent chance this weekend as well. Well, Corey Connors is uh, yeah. is the only other one actually. Oh, okay. Got okay. <laughs> ben Silverman shot 78, yeah. 77. He's yeah. uh, he's got the weekend right. off. But we were talking about the fumes that he's probably playing on. Right. But, uh, I think Corey Connors is is in that same build. He's a very very smart and very Solid intelligent he's actually player. Brilliant guy, mm-hmm. actually, uh, in terms of his mental tech, mental stuff. But um, he's uh, he's obviously ready to make a move as well mm-hmm. on this weekend. It's an interesting leaderboard. If you were to say right now who the favorite is for the Masters, who would you say? Oh baby! Uh, well, I picked Jordan Spieth in our uh, one of our best of shows, and I think his game is starting to peak at the, or starting to trend in the right direction, if you will. His putting, uh, yes, it hasn't been outstanding, but I, I feel like it's getting better. I still like Spieth a lot. It's it's tough not to bet against DJ. Um, and I did say in one of those best of shows that uh, Tiger would have the 36 hole lead at the Masters, and I'm going to stick with that. Well, okay. I think uh, I think DJ's the guy that yeah. I would pick, but I, I'm liking the way that Tommy Fleetwood's starting to play as well. He is, yeah. He he just hits the ball so solidly, and and uh, you know he's got that claw grip on the on the putting green as well, and he he puts incredibly well. And it's great to see him perform in these big events as well. How do you think the How do you think the green jacket would look with that mullet? That mullet and that beard, too. It doesn't connect. Oh, yeah. It'd be interesting for sure. All right, folks. Well, we may see you out at the uh, Toronto Golf and Travel Show out of the International Center. If not, uh, we'll look for you next week or listen for you uh, next week right here. Uh, Mm -hmm. Golf Talk Canada comes back. Mark Sacchino will be on the road again. Yes. But Adam Scully and I will be here. Minding the and shop. I must say, we are less than a month away from the return of Golf Talk Canada television. Woohoo! It's going to be March next week when we talk yes. to you. Yes. Uh, we'll look forward to that show. And uh, until then, hit the ball long and straight, folks. We'll talk to you next week right here on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca.